I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Well, uh, how are we supposed to know when that is? You won't. I'll let you know. You are the bouncers, I am the cooler. All you have to do is watch my back and each other's. And take out the trash. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this podcast to bring you some incredible news. We are under attack. Never before has this reporter seen such devastation, such destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, I fear the time has come for Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. So grab a can of fermented weed and listen up. It may just save your life. Hey everyone, uh, happy holidays and welcome to another edition of Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. I'm your host, Douglas Arthur, and tonight we have a special holiday treat, uh, even though it's not actually holiday themed, but uh, it's still a treat nonetheless. Um, I've got an interview for you with uh, musician, singer, and songwriter Tom McWaters, whose latest album titled Bar Fight was recently released. Uh, longtime listeners may remember we had Tom on the show four or five years ago to talk about his previous album, Beast Among the Civilized, which was Still one of my uh, favorite albums of all time. It's uh, it's really excellent. Go back and check that out. Um, and he was also here in about, I think, 2016 with his uh, animation team, Theater of the Absurd. Uh, and uh, we'll chat a, a little bit more about that later in the show, because there's some cool things going on on that front as well. Uh, but the reason we have uh, Tom here on the show tonight uh, is to talk at length about his most recent excellent 2021 release bar fight uh it's a tight well-paced 10 song collection that like many great albums of the past runs just under 30 minutes but don't be fooled it is dense with great lyrics and music that's influences are fairly obvious to this listener uh but you won't feel shortchanged, and it's practic it practically takes you into the alleyway and begs you for multiple listens uh so welcome tom mcwaters how are you doing tonight Oh, awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That was a great intro. I'm glad I, I'm thank you. I, I like to, you know, I like to kind of hype up my guests a little bit when I can, because, yeah. you know, uh, how else? It's like I'm going to go box now or something, you know, uh, you know, because you never know who's listening. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously you like, you know, you're going to promote this uh, probably when it comes out and you'll get some of your fans oh, yeah. listening. But uh for those that don't know who you are or don't know much about you, I mean, it's, you know, I gotta, gotta get them uh, excited to, to listen to the interview. So. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. So let's, uh, let's dive right into, to bar fight. I, I picked this up uh, on, on opening day, as it were. Uh, <laughs> I bought it, bought it on iTunes the, the day you released it uh, earlier this, this year. Um I, it was like October or so. Uh, I don't recall Sep the September. I, it was uh, it was a fall release. I definitely appreciate all those day one uh, purchasers, purchasers such as yourself. You know. Yeah. Well, I you know, Beast Among the Civilized was so good. I was like, you know, I I really I really dig your songwriting. You know, to to use a little seventies vernacular. Um, <laughs> But, I speak 70s. It's okay. Well, and that's pretty obvious from your music. I mean, it's when I hear it, um, 
it just seemed so informed by all of those great 70s singer songwriters and not just like you know billy joel and uh you know uh jackson brown and those types but also you know some more deeper cuts tom waits and uh and uh um you know um Warren Zevon and uh, some of some of those others. Oh uh, yeah, I love Tom know. Waits. I love Warren Zevon. Love Billy Joel. And Jack Brown's got some great tunes. And even uh, you know, like a little uh, uh, you know uh, Nick Cave maybe. And uh, oh, I love Nick Cave. Yeah, I could talk <laughs> could talk about Nick Cave for hours. And uh, you know, even uh, you know, and and there's definitely some like uh, Leonard Cohen in there too. I think. Um, so I I just I it just. Uh, envelops you it's such a such a great sound um you know but uh and we'll get into we'll get into each track individually as as we go but um so what what was kind of the impetus for this album was it just that you collected enough songs to put an album out or were or is this another example of uh, i've got more time on my hands because of the pandemic um <laughs> or you know what what was kind of the impetus for for bar uh, originally Originally, I wanted to do a record with um, some friends of mine who were local musicians, and I was planning on getting them all together in summertime last year, and we were talking about it in the early spring. But then, yeah, because of the pandemic, we, uh, you know, that just never happened. And um, so I had already made these demos that I was going to give to them. Uh, I think I even gave a few of them to... uh, some of the guys that i was playing with and sure and uh i i just wound up just working on the demos rather than recording them with the other people you know right um i mean i would have preferred to have you know much better musicians than i play the songs <laughs> so uh that to me that would just sound more professional but right I, you know um I, I i played it for my friend uh frank uh, who who played uh bass with me on a couple of live shows and he, he mastered recorded a bunch of my albums and um he said you know these these sound these demos sound you know great he's like i wouldn't change anything about these demos right so that kind of got me thinking that maybe they sounded better than i thought they did and um you know and uh i i try to put all the stuff together that kind of thematically fits together you know because i i I got a lot more stuff recorded that i didn't put on the record that just you know may have been good songs but i just felt like maybe they didn't fit together even though the songs in and of themselves are are different they're all kind of different genres you know right Um, right yeah i i there there definitely seemed to be a a a sense of uh you know these songs all kind of belong together uh when i listen to it um, and I listened to it again today, like three or four times to kind of prep for the show. Uh, so, um, you know, so the, that, that sweet, sweet nickel of, uh, streaming, uh, revenue will come, come back to you at some oh, point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, I have my own wishing well out in front of my house. So. <laughs> yeah. Toss me, toss me a, you know, a sixth of a penny. Um, yep. from- give me some change. I'll give you a dream from spotify um but yeah there there definitely seemed to be a a kind of a cohesiveness to this and and compared to uh beast among the civilized this this album seemed a little mellower uh overall although there there are some you know uh some faster 
<laughs> parts to to some of the songs um but but overall it did seem to have kind of a bit of a mellower tone um you know yeah than, definitely than, mellower i think that's because i i did all the drumming i programmed it all so okay. rather than uh having somebody you know a real drummer uh which i'm not you know right. i can i can program drums on a computer uh, sure and you know but i'm not a, a drummer by any means and so uh and you know, it was it just came down to availability. It was just this is what I had to work with, and so I decided this is what I was going to do. And uh, sure, you know, with with faster songs, it's it's it works a lot better when there's you can actually play with a another musician. Right, and, right. You uh, get a little interplay yeah. between between the two of you, or yeah, and there's an energy there and stuff. So it's sure, you know. So um, it's I I just think it was. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just I wouldn't say easier because I, I wouldn't do something because it's easier. But um, but right. for a ballad, it, it is it is more it is easier to record, um, I think, with, uh, you know, with the program drums as opposed to uh, something, you know, super fast. You know, it's like if I did something like Sod to the Lot of You with a full band, um, I think it would sound awesome. But I don't think it would sound anything like the version on this record, you know. <laughs> Right, 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 and and we'll certainly talk about that one when we, when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, but uh, yeah. So we'll just start right off the the the, the title song comes first, and um, I really it it kind of sets the tone. Uh, but but mm -hmm. it it it's kind of amazing because it starts off, um you know just you're kind of like humming along and then all of a sudden you kind of have this i, I i'm not going to say it's a falsetto but it's kind of a, a a higher octave voice who kind of comes in and starts you know mean motherfucker um yeah and, it starts out I, I let everybody know what kind of record this is right away you know yeah and and that that just that just sets the tone and it's like oh this is going to be great and and the song itself is um, is it seems to be about a specific type of person um, who sets about looking for trouble, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, you got that right. You got that right. Um, so it was. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to ask. So, what was the kind of the inspiration for this? Well, um, you know, a couple different places. Um, one, I, um, you know, I love B movies. And um, sure. one of my favorite actors, I, I wouldn't say this guy is worthy of, you know, he's not a B-movie actor, but he's in a lot of B-movies, but he's in a lot of A-movies too. And in the A-movies that he's in, he's fucking killer. Can I swear? Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, he's killer. The the guy, um, the actor, William Forsythe. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, you know, I, love, I love him. You know? I love him. Yeah. And he, um, you know, he's in like Sergio Leone's last movie, Once Upon a Time in America. He's in... Yeah. Uh, you know, he's in uh, some great movies, but he's also in um, Out, uh, Out for Justice, the Steven Seagal movie, you know, and, <laughs> right. and so in that in that movie, Steven Seagal, um, he puts, you know, he's he's picking a fight with these guys in a bar. He's such an asshole. And he um, he puts a he, he's, he's in this bar and they got a pool table and he picks up a cue ball and he sticks it in a handkerchief, he pulls a handkerchief out of his pocket and he sticks the cue ball in the handkerchief. And then he just starts swinging it around and hitting people in the face with it. Right. And he's such, and he's such an asshole. And it's because he's looking for William Forsythe and he's got the worst goddamn 
uh, Brooklyn accent. You know, he's like, I'm looking for Richie. Like, anybody know where he is? Anybody know why he did Bobby Lupo? And he's like, he's just doing this, this awful, you know, like Robert De Niro impression. And right. But I, I, I just, I remember, you know, I wrote down to myself that I, I somebody putting a cue ball in a handkerchief and beating people up. Like, I got to put that into a song. Like, that's just so awesome. Right. Like, who the fuck thought of that shit? You know? Right. Like, right, who the right. fuck did somebody actually do that in real life? So I don't know. It was just that little thing that really, really made me curious. And so that just caught me to thinking how, like, you know, bar fights are in every movie, but they're not, there's no songs about them, you know? Not, um, you know, there's right. songs that they, there's songs that they play during bar fights, you know, like in Dirty Work, the late great Norm MacDonald, oh, they yeah, made a joke yeah, yeah. about, you know, let's play the perfect bar fight song. And then they accidentally play, you know, if you like pina coladas or something like that, you know. <laughs> so it's like there's always songs that would be good during a bar fight, which nobody ever is involved in a bar fight anyway, because it's one of those mythical things that just never really happens. But right. But I figured, you know, why not make a song about a bar fight? And uh, and so I don't know, there was the impetus, you know, and. And like you said, it, it's about, you know, bar fights are started by assholes. So it's yeah. it's kind of written from the perspective of someone who is clearly looking for trouble and he's going to like do and say like the most offensive things that he can imagine because um, he just, you know, he's uh, he's trying to get laid and his <laughs> his way of getting laid is by looking for a fight because it's the, you know, it's the it's the Winnie the Pooh method of um you know, uh, you know, when Winnie the Pooh is looking for the North Pole, he can't find the North Pole. And then uh, they Eeyore falls in the water. And so he picks up a stick off the ground to help Eeyore out of the water. And they find it's the North Pole. You know, it's like that kind of shit, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, if I if I remember his, his whole plan is that he's going to beat some guy up that has it that has his girlfriend there. And then the girlfriend is going to need a ride home. And that seems, right, right. that seems to be yeah. his whole his whole plan, <laughs> which, which which you know on the on the face of it is like a kind of a ridiculous plan. It's like what girl is going to go home with a guy that just beat up his her boyfriend? I mean, you well, know. when you, you you spell it out logically like that, it really doesn't make much sense. But, we're, <laughs> but we are we're talking about a guy who's drinking and he's and he's looking right. for a fight. I don't know. You know? It, exactly. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, it makes it makes sense to the character in this yeah in the yeah oh definitely you yeah know? definitely so that's 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 what i <laughs> that's what i like about that One thing and 
So that brings us to uh, the, the second song on the album, which is called Caroline and the Sten Machine Gun. Um, and I have to ask, what I, I, I should have done more research. What is a Sten Machine Gun? It's um, when you watch like the World War II movies. Okay. It's that it's a little machine gun you see some of the soldiers using sometimes where like it's this kind of like a short machine gun and the magazine with the bullets in it sticks out of the side rather than like down the bottom, like in a typical oh, right, one. Right. Okay. And you it's got to be fed into it as they, right. as they shoot. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they hold, they hold the little magazine with the one hand and it's got like a little short barrel, like the, they got them in the dirty dozen. Okay. Um, and they're just, they're little, you know, it's like a little submachine gun, but, um, but my friend Sten, um, you know, his he's, his name is Sten, and so as long as I've known him, I've always said to him like, oh, you know, I always think of that the Sten machine gun whenever I'm whenever I'm talking. You know? <laughs> Not that I'm like some kind of gun, you know, gun, gun nut, or, right, gun nut right. or something. Gotcha. But I just, uh, you know, I don't even, I don't know. My father was a cop, so I just, you know, there was always guns around the house. So like, sure, I just know the sure. names. I know the names of guns, you know, and it's just a weird thing to know, but I know them, you know. <laughs> Um, right right and so yeah so yeah Yeah, that's that's kind of weird like i found out later in life that you know my dad was in the army um you know after high school back in the back in the 50s and he was apparently like a sharpshooter um (laughs) yeah my dad was too in the army and 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 won some awards and you know uh stuff for for his shooting but you know, I never knew it until yeah, they never you know, talked much, about it back in the much day. Later, he didn't talk about it. We never had yeah. guns in the house. You know, he never they didn't go write a book about it like they do now. No, 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 no. You it know? was it, it's just interesting, you know, how d- different people can, you know, uh, kind of take different paths. Um, oh, yeah. Process you know, shit and, and all of that. So, yeah, just interesting, uh, interesting stuff. So, so tell me a little bit more about the the song, what the 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 inspiration for this song was. Well, it was about my friend um, uh, Caroline, Mother Judge, uh, Caroline Isaacson. Uh, she's she was a local musician, and uh, she passed from cancer a few years ago. Oh, um, and she uh, she was a real good friend of mine, and you know, and a real good friend to a lot of other people, and uh, you know, even you know she i'm even a much better friend to other people not saying that she was a bad friend to me but you know like there were people i gotcha there were people gotcha. that were clearly closer to her than me right, and I, right. you know i wouldn't want to like take it take that from them but i mean i was close to her and, sure know, and um and when she passed it it was um you know it was it was upsetting and so uh you know i tried to you know i, I didn't try but i just sort of thing you know being a songwriter i just uh she just started kind of working her way into some songs, you know? So this was the one that I liked and, uh, and, uh, her and her husband, they hosted an open mic for many years that, uh, you know, it was like a second home to so many people and they were really, uh, sure. Really, uh, really just caring people and, um, you know, special people. And so even though, um, you know, she passed, it was the the two of them together that uh you know i i wrote the song about the two of them together it was just kind of like a little you know there's nothing um 
factually true about the description of them meeting but uh <laughs> right. you know it's all metaphoric but um right, i, I sure. just uh, i liked the hook you know and uh yeah and i just i just liked that it was about them so well I, it's a nice tribute uh, it's good to hear the you know the the um the inspiration behind that uh you know it's Stem plays in um like an, an admiral's club well yeah it's for for an extra you know 35 bucks or whatever you know and it's like oh you can rent a blanket you know um it's it's what it's, yeah you could they you can rent a blanket for the lawn that just seems kind of dirty yeah i hey you know just, a secondhand blanket I, I guess I I'm sure they wash them in between, but uh, it, yeah, it, I don't know. It does it does seem a little sketchy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, to rent a blanket. I mean, just sell the dang blankets, you know. Let's uh, let's let's move on to uh, the, the next song, which is one of my favorite, and it kind of took me by surprise when I heard it because um, I, I remember when I was downloading the album and I was kind of looking at the at the uh, song titles, and I'm like, oh, Han shot first. This is the this is going to be a song about Star Wars, and I kind of had like this mental image in my in my well uh, uh, audio image in my head mm-hmm. of what of what it might sound like and what did it, you picture i i i think i pictured something a little like peppier and maybe like, like kind of a weird al yankovic kind of uh, you know, uh, I mean, that's par- awesome i love know, weird al so parody uh comedy song and and yet you turned it into the you, it's a great song. I lo- I love it, but it, w- it was completely different direction than what I than what I expected. You t- kind of turned it into this somber ballad from the viewpoint of uh, just kind of a random patron at the most icely bar where yeah <laughs> where where the incident happened. And you know those That's of totally us that what it is. those those of us that are old enough to remember uh, seeing Star Wars you know, first run in 1977, like me, when I was, you know, nine or 10, I, you know, yeah. he definitely shot first. And that was one of the, the, you know, big scenes in the movie it's a, that we talked about as kids. It's like, you know, he just so cavalierly like shot Greedo uh, because yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a, he was, you know, he a, was definitely being pressured. He was definitely, you know, there was definitely a threat there. So I didn't blame, but it was like, he didn't wait. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm done dealing with this guy. I'm going to shoot him. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was some stone cold shit, you know. It it, it definitely was. Um, and it this, was it was underhanded, you know. He was, and it literally too, because his hand was right under the table. You didn't even see it. You know? Right, 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 right. He was he just kind of casually, you know, got the gun under the table and and fired away. It was it was pretty pretty amazing. So I mean, obviously that's the inspiration for this song. But you know, what kind of gave you the idea to do it? from that perspective and do it in that style well the the thought came about the fact that um you know you and i were roughly around the same age so it's just like i we've seen star wars and the sequels and all those things like so many times and i, right. and I just was thinking one day how like um how there are no folk singers you know like the the star wars universe is such a like it can be such a horribly oppressive place. Right. Where are all the artists, you know, like where are all the people expressing right. their discontent through art, you know, like, and like, you know, with, with all the people being oppressed on Mos Eisley or in Mos Eisley and on uh, Tatooine and all this stuff, it's like, where are all the folk singers, you know? So um, then that got me to thinking of, you know, like if some, there was some sort of like interstellar, you know, Chris Christopherson or something that, <laughs> And, um, you know, and, and, in, and in a way, like the story of Han Solo, it's a Western, right? And sure. in the, and the way that they changed it um, to, to make him a hero, it worked in the same, it, and it worked in a weird, ironic way to make him into this Western hero. He's, he's our Western hero, right? Han Solo, right. he's our gunslinger, right? Right. But he's, um, because the, the tall tale was told so many times, you know, he became like a William Wallace and now he can shoot fireballs out of his arse. And, <laughs> and he um, right. and he became like this this godly figure who can do no wrong, you know, and, it, and that was done unintentionally, you know. So it is like this weird, ironic little twist. Um, and so, um, you know, but the people who were in that bar that night, right, in that weird world, they saw that shit happen. And he was a fucking murderer, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah they were sitting at a table like we were just sitting there man we were just sitting having a drink at the bar and all of a sudden the two dudes over the table one guy shot the other dude and that was it and then he walked out it was like watching that movie sleepers you know it was stone cold <laughs> shit yeah know? yeah right exactly exactly um so so he doesn't judge you know he's not judging he's telling you what happened to him that night you know he saw it and then the fucking stormtroopers came around and he um and he told him what he saw you know, and uh, right. And, you know, when you when you describe the, the happenings of that bar in a in like a purely, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, objective way or whatever. Uh, or, um, you know, there's a wolf man in there, you know. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I was at the bar the other night and there was a wolf man, you know. Yeah, there was a walrus guy you know and he was drinking space beer from a bowl right right like it's, <laughs> this is just totally normal shit you know like what happened before the murder oh yeah there was a fucking wolf man you know? right right so right. i don't know I, so i liked it as a you know as like a, a folk song you know it, it definitely works that way and i i i really enjoyed it you know um like i said i went in having kind of visions of something else and then it completely surprised me with the direction you took but the lyrics work so great uh the style works so great that it's like it's um 
you know, it, it's, it's really kind of catchy in its own, in its own way. Uh, even though it is kind of somber, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, I, I think, I think that people, uh, you know, like you and I, who are of, of that certain age and, and remember, um, you know, it certainly resonates, uh, you know, on that, on that level. And, and I note too, like, um, and you had some references on, on your previous album, but uh, I think there's another song later and I forget which one it is, but you, you mentioned the Sarlacc pit. So it's definitely. Oh yeah. Like, that's on the, side of a lot of you. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah. And, and so there's definitely like, you know, you're definitely influenced by the pop culture. Of, yeah. How are we not influenced by star Wars? You know. It's fucking everywhere. You know, <laughs> it, it's hard. It's hard not to, that's for sure. All right, and so like I was saying, Han Solo has become like our Western figure, you know, so he's we all know the story of him shooting Greedo. He's like Billy the Kid now, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, he's kind of the he, I mean, he at least uh, he started off a bit as an antihero. Of course, you know, that changed by the end of the, you know, Skywalker saga, quote unquote. Um, but, um, you know, uh, you know, he, his character had changed quite a quite a bit. Uh, by then right because they kept repainting him as like this saintly figure you know right he was the he you know he was essentially like the man with no name at first he was you know just kind of like a shady uh you know i mean he had a name so i guess that doesn't really work as a metaphor but you know he was just kind of a shady (laughs) cowboy you know right 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 he was uh, you know a scoundrel uh scoundrel that's right they use that word so much i love that word (laughs) i think they start using that again I think so. I think so. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I really enjoyed that, that song. I think it worked well. It's been a long day on the moisture farm. I need a drink from the cantina. So wizard cut off a big man's arm. Concertina. There was a walrus in the corner hanging with the wolf man, drinking space beer from a bowl. Over by the door, saw a fella named Greedo sitting with Han Solo. Han Shuffers, Han Shuffers. People say that Greedo went to dinner in a hurry. All right. Uh, and then uh, the next song um, on the album is uh, kind of a change of pace. It's uh, called Springo Bingo. Um, oh, Springo Bingo. I forgot what was next. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I really like this, this song, but it, it's, it seems to be kind of all over the place, you know? Um, uh, so, you know, the songs so far have been kind of mellow and then this one just jams you with this kind of chunky guitar right from the start and then you get you know there's like organ and 
there's oh yeah there's you know, solo kind on of that one. jazzy piano and there's there's it's just uh and then there's kind of a vocal break where you just like do this rapid fire patter of of lyrics and uh it's just, oh yeah i love that part the lines of that part I, just came to me real quick and then i i thought oh that's good i gotta yeah, i gotta keep that yeah you know? it, it just really worked uh i i really enjoyed it a lot um you know and but it, just from from listening to it to a few times i i you know i kind of have to ask like what springo bingo is supposed to be i it seems uh i can infer that it might be some kind of uh narcotic of some sort perhaps but i you know i i have to imagine that there's that there's another meaning to it but um you know like what well, what, can you, what can you tell us about that it, it's just um it was like a I wanted a, a phrase that could describe a bunch of different things, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, there's some sort of fancy word for that, that I remember hearing, but I don't recall what it is now, you know, but just like right. something that could, you know, something, something that just a phrase that could describe so many different things, you know? Right. And, um, and then also I wanted it to um, be an homage to, the B-52s and okay. to Oingo, and to Oingo Boingo. Ah, so okay. like Springo Bingo was kind of like in name. It was like kind of like a play on the words Oingo Boingo. Okay. And so like, and so like I could say like Springo Bingo is kind of like just like an exclamation, you know, like Springo Bingo, you know? Right, um, right, right. And, and again, I just, uh, you know, I wanted it to be kind of like sound almost like a B-52 song. Um, Okay. So um, I just, you know, I wanted it. Like I said, it, it's it's really just nonsense because if you just, um, you know, it's kind of just like a sales pitch. You know, it's like I'm selling. So you could see it as like a drug, right? But it's just like this is the cure all. That's the the phrase I was trying to think of before. Right. You know, it's the cure all. You know, I see right. it flying overhead. Springo bingo. Uh, is that a lover in your bed? Springo bingo. Like. The sentences don't even really connect to each other, but right. it's just like, this is, this is what I got. This is the product. And it's gonna, you know, it's, you know, like that Tom Waits song, uh, step right up, you know, okay. he's just giving you every sales pitch possible. And, um, and, and that's kind of, uh, kind of that, you know, but then the whole thing in the middle, I don't even really know how that connects to it. It just, it just kind of came out weird. And I, I just loved the lyrics on it. You know, I run for the phone booth. I run for the exit. I run for the, uh, I run for the phone booth. I run for the exit. I run for the North Pole and maybe to Texas. Over the up to the valley, over the highway, a getaway car waits for me in the driveway. And it was like, it just right. uh, I don't know. It just fit together, you know. Like like I said, it's nonsense though. So it, um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's a good nonsense because there are good nonsense songs, you know. I mean, like like for think sure. about it, like Wooly Bully, you know. Like there you go, Wooly Bully, Springo Bingo. You know, it's just, it's a, it's, it's just a fun, they're a fun, like, group of words to say. And, um, and it's fun to, to say it at the end of a line of a song. So I was, I, I uh, had fun singing it to myself. So I said, fuck it, I might as well just put it out there. Maybe other people will enjoy my nonsense too, you know. Bingo! Is that your boy on your head? It's Bingo, Bingo! 
the next song is called Falling Off the Face of the Earth. And um, I think this is the first song. There's, there's kind of a vocal shift on this one, too. Um, uh, you, you definitely go for the kind of deeper Tom Waitsy kind of growl on this song um, for, for part of it anyway. Um, like, so what, what can you tell me about this song, Falling Off the Face of the Earth? Um, that one, I was like trying to, I was actually trying to get the music to sound almost like a a sixties Motown sound. Okay. Um, with the, with the drums and, uh, and, uh, in the chorus, like the way that in the chorus, um, you know, I layered the vocals and, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's me singing various layers. So I say we, but it's just me a bunch of times, but you know, we, you know, don't walk in my shoes. You couldn't even tie the laces. Um, right. Uh, don't walk in my shoes. You couldn't even tie the laces. Um, I can't even think of the words because <laughs> they're not in front of me. But uh, right, right, right. Uh, uh, tell me, what's it all worth when you're falling off the face of the earth? You know. So, like, uh, you know, I, I started out that way. I don't think it really sounds like a Motown song. Um, Right, right. But it was, uh, and I think the reason why my voice actually sounds just kind of lower is because it was a song that I had a difficult time finding a key to sing in because okay. the, the difference between the verses and the chorus was, there was, um, it, uh, singing the chorus was uh, was tougher in, in the same key because I was singing it higher. I, I don't know anything about music theory, so I, I might sound like an idiot, but it's just... <laughs> I just uh, I couldn't sing the the high parts in the chorus when I was singing, you know, like I picked a perfect key for the verse. And then as soon as I got to the chorus, it wasn't the perfect key anymore, you know. So I had to try and find some key where I had to compromise, where I could sing both the the chorus and the verse comfortably, you know. Gotcha. Um, And because I'm not really, you know, I'm not a professional singer or anything like that. It just comes down to, (laughs) you know, what key I can I can uh, sing the entire song without losing my voice, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I definitely, I, I enjoyed that song as well. Um, um, I, that's actually something I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up. Cause that was something I was going to, to bring up um, was the kind of the, the double or triple tracking of your voices of your vocals. Um, yeah. One of the things that I thought I, I, I really liked was that they didn't, they didn't always like sync up perfectly. There's all there's there's in some ways like because they were slightly off. It was like you know it was like you had different singers, you know, and uh, you know at the same time, and um, you know we're kind of singing live, and maybe we're just a little off sync with each other, and it added a really cool resonance to me. Um, you know, uh, with the, with, with the, with the backing vocal on, on some of it, you know, it was just, well, like- I tried a lot of stuff out where I would like, um, I would put like certain backing vocals, like only in one side of the stereo. You right. know? So when you're listening to it, like if you got earphones on or something, like right. some of those backing vocals might just come up in your left ear or they right. might pop up in your right ear, you know, and like you can play around with the, the tracks like that where you can just make it sound like it's so many different places in your head when you're listening to it oh, on yeah. your earphones you know yeah i do that uh, i do that a bunch in my recordings not 
not with vocals because I don't really, I don't do much yeah. sing, singing on my music, but I do it mostly like with drums and, right. um, and uh, you know, some, sometimes with some other tracks, but mostly with drums and I'll, I'll, I'll take the same track drum track and I'll, you know, I'll put one all the way to the left, one all the way to the right. And then um, I might put, uh, so I might split it into four. And I'll do mm-hmm. all the way to the left, all the way to the right, and then uh, two that are kind of like halfway. And then I'll right. put I'll put slightly different uh, delay or reverb effects on all of them, so they all have a slightly different sound to them. But mm-hmm. when they're played together, um, it it kind of gives this whole spatial, uh, you know, sound to it um, because you're right. hearing you're hearing different things. Um, and sometimes I'll play around with offsetting them a little bit, um, so that they're not perfectly lined up, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, in, in, in my workstation. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I just think it's a really neat effect. Um, you know, when, when you can pull something off like that and have it, have it sound, sound cool. So, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you got to play around and just find what sounds cool, find what you like, you know, and, um, you know, I, I the song just kind of came from, uh, I think I'm pretty sure I just wrote down the phrase, the expression, because it was just one of those expressions that you always hear, you know, like, oh, they fell off the face of the earth, you know? Right. So it was just one of those things where sometimes I'll just hear a phrase like that and I'll think like, you know, like, I, I feel like I'm not comparing myself to Bob Dylan, but like, I feel like Bob Dylan used right. to do that you know like he had right. so many songs and albums back in the day that uh you know like <laughs> oh sooner or later one of us let's know you know he heard somebody say that one day and then he's like then he's got a 12 minute epic uh, called that you know <laughs> right and so it's just you know i feel like there's like a it's almost like there's a bingo ball machine and it's just got all these phrases in it and expressions and people use them and eventually someone's going to turn one of those into a hit song and if you don't get the ball before somebody else then, uh, right. then you're screwed, you know? So it's like, as soon as I heard falling off the face of the earth, I went, oh, nobody wrote a song called that yet. I better grab it, you know? you know, uh, will come up with a title before I, <laughs> before I do it. I mean, a lot of my music is in- instrumental. So, um, you know, sometimes yeah, the, the title can really influence shit when you're doing instrumental uh, stuff. You yeah, know? no, absolutely. I was, I was going to say that it's like, it kind of gives me an idea of, uh, where I want to go or how I want to approach, 
approach it. Um, yeah, what the what it's going to sound like thematically? Is it going to sound sad? Is it going to sound happy? Is it going to sound trippy? You know, and and sometimes it's the same. It's it's the opposite. It's like okay, I have this title. How can I can how can I subvert the the uh, subvert the expectations the, the listeners' expectations and do something completely different? Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's fun to do too. So uh, I, I I enjoy that. I, I I listened to probably way too much uh, Zappa back in the day, and uh, you know he was kind of the king of 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 that. Just kind of you know subversion, just subverting. Uh, expectations and 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 you know subverting uh, just, uh you know just kind of the the flow it's like you'll be going in one direction and all of a sudden he'll take a complete you know 90 degree or 180 degree turn with the music you know uh even even between songs or even uh you know it within the same song so <laughs> it, it's uh you know that's just a, that's just kind of a fun part of you know, putting together, putting together an album or putting together some music. So, yeah. And it's fun putting jokes in songs, you know, I mean, a subversion is kind of like a joke, you know? Oh yeah. I, it's not something I that people that. do, you know? I, I, I love that. And then, and that's something I, you know, I noticed with your, with, with your songs, like some of these songs kind of come off on first impression as kind of being serious songs. But if you listen to the lyrics, like, you know, you've got a, like I mentioned, you've got like a reference to Sarlacc pit um, or, you've yeah, got right. a, or you've got a reference to, you know, something else, um, you know, uh, <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know, it kind of gives you a little chuckle, you know, um, you just like, it's to make know. myself laugh. So, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. So uh, our next song uh, on the album uh, is cat Shannon. And, um, oh, Kat Shannon, yes. and this, this one, this one totally brings out the seventies vibes for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a soulful kind of funky slow jam. Um, and I, you know, I can't tell exactly what it's about, uh, but, but, but I like it. Um, I know, love cat Shannon. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's, there's, it's you kind of offset, like there's cat Shannon, is kind of the re repetitive chorus, the name that gets repeated. And then there's references to dogs of war. And so it's like, you got cats and dogs um, kind of, uh, you know, mixed into the song and it's, it's just kind of neat, um, you know, lyrically how you, you kind of uh, paint this picture, but um, you know, it's, um, it, it's just such a, a nice little, you know, kind of funky slow jam, uh, kind of a song. I, I really, I really like that. It definitely has strong seventies vibes. Um, uh, and, but in behind the cellar door, you know, he's, he's waiting to, right. to snuff you out, you know, right. he's, you know, he's, he's not a, um, he's not one to be trifled, you know, catch so sweet you won't see it coming till it's in your teeth no rattle for a warning bit you won't hear him coming till he's in your crib his love is a dog that bites you won't even know if you're in his eyes his future is 
You know, it, it does kind of bring about those those kind of 70s private detective, uh, you know, uh, vibes for sure. You know, like. The- well, there's a, a book I read um, some years ago called The Dogs of War by um, Frederick Forsyth, I believe. OK. Oh, and yeah, yeah, all, yeah. That's I re- it was all that- about these mercenaries. OK. And they made it into a movie with uh, Christopher Walken and. Um, that's you know that's, a bunch of other really good actors back yeah, in like yeah. 1980 it's essentially a 70s movie but i mean it, it came out in 80 you know right right um and uh, I, I thought the movie was great but the movie didn't have much in common with the, the book um right but in the book the, the main character's name is cat shannon hmm. and uh and it, it's it's think cat stands for like carlo uh, like Aaron Tomasi or something. He's got, you know, he's got like a full long like Italian name, and right. Uh, and he's some kind of mercenary. And uh, I just thought the name was so cool, and I liked the juxtaposition, like you said, between the cat and the dog. You know, right, uh, right. With the dogs of war, I, you know, what's that a Shakespeare quote? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. Know, cry havoc you know, and hell, cry havoc, right? And let loose the dogs of war, Henry V, the, right, right. Right. And uh, of course, you know, con, but. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare, who? Yeah. Who needs need Shakespeare when you've got yeah. Wrath of Khan? Sorry, I didn't mean to um, no, speak. No. Uh, speak poorly of Montalban. I mean, he is a, a legend, a, a legend. <laughs> Uh, one of the greatest Columbo villains of all time, you know. Uh, Absolutely, he's gone. Yeah. You know, he's, he's great, Mr. Rourke. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that that's uh, that's a that's just a I, I you know he's uh, he he I I always uh, um, associated him also with the you know the rich Corinthian leather of the Chrysler Cordoba. You know? Oh wow! Did he do the advertisements for that? I don't he, remember that one. Yeah, he did those back. That was back in the seventies. You know, uh, I think voice I remember. Just so awesome, you know. Yeah, he had that that just that rich voice. It was so good. I love him in um, in the Planet of the Apes movies where he is. Um, you oh, know, he's, right. he was he was super woke, and he was like, "I am friends to all chimpanzees." They are like my brothers. Like I love his, um, you know, his like super pro chimpanzee speeches. It's so awesome. I totally forgot he was in that. That was that was uh, Escape from a Planet of the Apes. I think. Yep, yep, that's right. Because at the end, they hide the baby with him. Right, 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 right. And that turns out to be Cornelius Uh, or whatever. It was the. It's um. It's Caesar or Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. Right, because in the next one. He's at the beginning and he has to register um, right. Caesar for like the ape registry or whatever. And, uh, right. You know, yep. Who, who hasn't had to do that, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that seems like a good segue to uh, take us into our next track, which is Alistair does a lot of acid. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
which, uh, um, you know, I, at first glance, I, I thought maybe this was a, a reference to Aleister Crowley or, 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 and or possibly uh, Aleister Cook, who was the host of the Masterpiece Theater back in the day. Um, I don't know the Aleister that this song is about. Don't okay. know him one, never met him, don't know him. Um, it, this it, is like, um, it's another Bob Dylan thing. Again, I'm not comparing myself to Bob Dylan, but I remember reading this thing years ago where Bob Dylan would talk about how he would sit in restaurants and just eavesdrop on people and then like write there what he would hear, like write songs about it, you know? And so I, I don't, I don't sit in restaurants and eavesdrop on people, but it was the sort of thing where just, I heard somebody say something crazy one time, you know, you sit in a restaurant and somebody says something weird at the table next to you and then you hear it out of context, but it's a weird sentence. And, and right. I was sitting in this, sitting in this coffee shop one day and, and I just happened to hear this one sentence out of the conversation next to me. And this woman said to someone else sitting at the table with her, she said, Alistair does a lot of acid. And I was just <laughs> like, God damn it. I am writing that down, you know? So, um, so I kind of had to make up the rest of the story, but, um, uh, you know, the chorus I got from the time when I was 16 and I did acid and, oh. um, and I had to sneak in the house. So uh -oh. I got, um, you know, so, it was, you know, the chorus goes uh, tiptoe up the hallway or tiptoe down the hallway, tiptoe up the stairs at night. Don't give everyone a fright. Um, you know, so I was just that was my 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 method acting uh, at play there. You know, like, <laughs> oh, how did I experience the, the effects of LSD? You know, like, oh, you have to sneak in the house. That's all. Yeah, I, I had some friends who did that stuff, you know, back back in the day. And, uh, you know, um, they were always trying to get me to try it. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> yeah, well, after that night, I did not do it again. Uh, it was not something I enjoyed. So, yeah, yeah. I think they enjoyed it a little too much. Uh, some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just fine with a, a pizza, maybe a beer, you know? Yeah. That's, that's my, that's my idea of a good time. Some wings and, and, uh, and some beer and I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so speaking of beers, uh, our next song is sod to the lot of you, which we, which we kind of, uh, name checked already a couple of times tonight. Um, but, uh, this seems like a, just kind of a good old fashioned Irish drinking song. Uh, it, you know, kind of has that Shane McGowan, uh, Pogues feel to it. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. What, 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 uh, what can you tell me about the inspiration for this one? Yeah. Well, I like the expression, you know, um, 
I don't remember where I heard it, you know, just watching some British TV or something or some old British movie or something, you know, you hear guys say sod off all the time. Right. And, right. Uh, and it's just got such poetry slang, you know, um, swear words from other languages. So, sure. um, I, you know, and I like the idea that you can write a song that is essentially saying like, fuck all of you motherfuckers, but because it's in a different language slightly, it's in a different slang language. Right, um, right, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't sound offensive, you know, because if the song was called "Fuck right. All You Motherfuckers," then uh, it would probably not have uh, any character to it at all, you know. But, <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. But sad to a lot of you, it almost sounds like it could be a compliment, you know. Um, <laughs> right. Because right. You, you might not know, you know, but if you do know, you kind of go, "Oh, that's fun," <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's kind of you know, like between friends saying you know piss off wanker uh something yeah, like that you exactly know. exactly you know, yeah yeah i i got and i and i became obsessed not obsessed but um you know i, I have a, a young child and i sure um i you know I, I didn't want to swear around her so i was um i was swearing like um i was just using like old um old nautical swearing you know like 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 bugger and bloody hell and shit like that, you know? Right, right, um, right, right. Which is, I, I've said to, um, I've said to my, uh, my special lady friend that uh, <laughs> ironically, our kid will wind up swearing like a sailor because um, I'm, sa- I'm saying literal like sailor uh, swearing, you know? So like when they say that expression, you know, it usually just means they got a dirty mouth, but sure sure you know she'll be saying like bugger off in class and i'm right. gonna get a phone call yeah you know, right like, your kid's saying bugger off they can't be saying bugger off you know i'm like oh i'm sorry uh, <laughs> would you rather her say fuck off you know right right sure sure so <laughs> that's 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 funny you know they do say uh sea shanties are making a a comeback so sea shanties yeah i like that that's good <laughs> I'm i'm all for that you know you know, so maybe maybe that's your uh, maybe that's your next album. You get you do a bunch of sea shanties. Well, know. there are a lot in the public domain, so I'm not opposed to it. There you go. That makes it that makes it easier uh, to uh, to to get clearance on that project. Yeah, like I could definitely <laughs> do that one song that Quint sings. Uh, you know, uh, farewell and adieu to you, fair Spanish ladies. I could have been a fireman. I could have been a cop. I think actually, now that I think about it, um, I think when the first uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out, they put out a bunch of albums of sea shanties with like Stan Ridgway did one and, uh, you know, Johnny Depp did a few, obviously. And um, I'm going to have to I I feel I'm going to have to look that one up because I feel like that's in my memory bank somewhere and I'm suppressing it. Um, But I feel like that happened. So, um, all right, we're down to our last couple of tracks here. Um, 
And uh, the second to last track is called Tom Thumb in Trouble. Um, so <coughs> what, what can you tell me uh, beside the obvious uh, fairy tale reference? Um, what, um, what else can you tell us about this song? Yeah. You know, that was like, that was like a combination of two things. It was, it was a phrase that I came up with one day that just kind of sounded cool. You know, Tom Thumb in Trouble. It just, because I could say it over and over again, Tom Thumb in Trouble, Tom Thumb in Trouble, Tom Thumb in Trouble, Tom Thumb in Trouble, you know, and it's just, you know, you kind of got to give like a song title, kind of give it that kind of test, you know, is it, is it, is it kind of a, you know, it's, it's nonsense, but it's, um, it's catchy, you know? Right. Um, but, the, but then like the lyrics were about, uh, you know, I was waiting for a paycheck in the mail and I hate getting paychecks in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I like, I like having that in hand, you know, you're on, you do a job and they give you that check. Right. You got right. it right there in your hand, you know, but it was one of those things where I was waiting for it in the mail and I was yep. just watching that mail every day. And it was the sort of thing where like all the days that I was watching, waiting for this paycheck, you know, every day when I was looking, I'd get like 10 bills, you know, I mean, that's obviously that's an exaggeration, but you know, right. you'd, you'd get like all these bills on the days you were looking. I was like, I wasn't getting any of these bills on any of the other days when I wasn't looking, but now all of a sudden they're showing up on the days that I'm looking for this paycheck. So it's like <laughs> the paycheck's already spoken for. Right. You know? right. So like, so the song kind of came, became about that. So it was like, uh, um, you know, they, they, like the song, it goes underneath my hat, beneath the cloud of smoke, sitting in my tower waiting for that envelope you know that's my paycheck waiting for that envelope right. a delivery that's special hearts folded paper thin you know the paper uh i've got the 10 that say i owe but not the one that says i win you know those are the 10 bills but not you know that envelope saying like you may already be a winner or whatever you know <laughs> right um, right right so you know uh tom thumb in trouble tom thumb in trouble the chorus is just kind of nonsense but it was nonsense that i thought sounded cool you know it runs like barney rubble but he talks like barney fife you know because barney right. rubble can't you know he can never he's always running in place you know <laughs> barney fife's always stuttering you know right and so it's just like it just kind of sounded cool but it also it's a perfect description of uh just uh you know being feeling stagnant you know feeling like you can't uh, get out of uh, the same place you know and uh right, you know, being right. broke being broke's like that you know and so it's like uh and then the, the line at the end, it was just something that when I came up with it, I was like, oh, that's fucking perfect. He never shot a sheriff, but he carries carries a knife. You know, so, I mean, it doesn't really have to mean anything in regards to a narrative, but it's a cool little tap right. to the end of uh, the end of the hook, you know? Sure. So sure. it's a cheerful song. And, um, you know, when you <laughs> when I talk about it in that way, about it being about bills, you know, it's you can say, oh, yeah, I can hear those lines there being about bills. But. In sure. the long run, it's still, um, you know, just a silly wordplay. Underneath my hat, beneath the cloud of smoke, sitting in my tower waiting for that envelope. Delivery that special, hearts folded paper thin. I got the ten that say I owe, but not the one that says I win. Tom Thumb in trouble.
Well, that brings us to the final track, uh, which is called Weaving Spiders. And um, I really like this one. It's uh, it's very film noir uh, to, to me. Um, you know, it kind of is very evocative of, of that kind of imagery um you know kind of dark alleyways and and uh you know dim lighting and and um, shady characters and and who knows what all um you know that was kind of my impression of it anyway but um what you know what can you tell us about this one yeah you know it's just i thought it had a sinister sounding title and uh and so i wanted it to kind of sound sinister there's um uh, you know that kook Alex Jones? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, the the Infowars guy, right? Yeah. Uh, I am not promoting him in any way. I I do not endorse him in any way. But I saw him talking. I you know he's the sort of kind of guy like you. Sometimes you just you know I don't watch a show, but sometimes like you hear him saying something just insane, and you have to listen to it because you, it's so insane, you know. Right. You know, yep. not because I, I he's he's convincing me, but just like that's insane, like what he's saying, you know. Anytime I've ever watched him, uh it, you know, and it's usually just little clips of things, he's always at like you know, a nine or a ten for intensity. Right, right. He's he's always seems to be shouting, screaming, angry, uh never seems to be, you know, anything less than that. Um, I even saw I saw a clip from him in a deposition, you know, for one of the many lawsuits that that have been brought against him. Um, I, I think it might have even been one of the Sandy Hook ones. Um, oh, yeah. He really did a number. On that and uh, and and even in that deposition, he was just like, you know, he had an attitude and he was just like, he didn't take responsibility for anything. No, no, no. He's he's such a he's he's a really contemptible character well there was an interview years ago where i saw him confront somebody and it was some politician or some rich guy who was a part of this like they were a part of some i don't remember the name of the club but there's like some club out in the woods for super rich people out Mm. in california okay and um and uh, you know there's like a whole lot of conspiracies around this this place because like so like a bunch of different presidents were all members of this club you know it was like exclusive for like people who went to like these ivy league schools and shit they don't let anybody in is it something like is it kind of something like the skull and bones like uh i know george bush was in that and yeah uh, it's like people who were in skull and bones are definitely in this but the it's kind of a secret society kind of thing right yeah and they just rent out this you know they have this this giant wooded area that they own or that they that they go to and they have this retreat and like George, George HW Bush apparently did this and they, they have bonfires and they like do all this crazy shit, but they don't allow cameras in. They don't allow anybody to talk about it. And apparently there's a sign, uh, there's a sign, um, in the entranceway to this, to this private wooded area. And it says weaving spiders. Um, it might even be word for word, the hook weaving spiders need not enter here i i might have switched the words around to make it sound uh, better in the song i don't remember but uh right because i do remember maybe playing around with it a little bit but but it it might even be just word for word what it says there so i saw this this kooky alex jones interview where you know where he's confronting someone about being in this kooky conspiracy 
and um, and he mentioned the, the sign. It's like this was his evidence. Like this is what the sign says. It says weaving spiders need not enter here. You know, like weaving spider is not allowed or something. You know, <laughs> and uh, that's the proof. You're in the cult. You know, da 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 da. <laughs> and uh, and I just remember him saying that. I was just like, man, what a kooky little sentence that was. So I uh, so I stole it. You know, of course, of course. Uh, well, you know, you you have to take things that uh, that come along that that you know that you know sound good uh, or to your ear. You know, some anything that catches your ear sometimes um, can be turned into. You know, I've done that. I've made a career out of that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and like you said, you got like the film noir thing. So it was just like I yeah. took that phrase and I just said, you know, well, what what does that phrase sound like to me? I didn't go the subversive route. I uh, I went, you know, down the the um, you know the obvious alley, but I liked uh, sure. I liked the way it sounded, and I just just you know, it just sounded like a sinister title, and so it doesn't have anything to do with like these kooky businessmen or or Alex Jones in any way, but uh. You know, I don't know. It just sounds kind of biblical, you know? Yeah, no. And I, and I, um, I, I think it was a great, great song to end the album on. Um, you know, it just kind of has, it kind of brings it all together, uh, in, in a, in a weird kind of way. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just, got, it's got a nice, like I said, I, it, I, I enjoy a good film noir. I enjoy that kind of, you know, imagery and it was just a, it was just a nice, um, a nice finish uh you know that that's you know there's an art to this album that you put together because um you know it, it, the music industry has definitely gotten more singles oriented but uh there's an art to putting an album together where you put together you know um the songs kind of flow uh there's a flow from song to song there's there's a, a theme from song to song um, you know, that kind of connects them. So, um, you know, from the first song to the last song, you know, it all kind of ties together. And, um, you know, I think you really did, did that quite well on, on this album. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Well, thanks, man. Cause that's definitely what I was going for, man. I, I want people to be able to, to, you know, put their earphones on, you know, because that's how people listen to music now. You know, they're listening to it on their earphones. So why not make music that sounds good on people's earphones, you know? Uh, so I want them and, and I don't want, yeah, like it's not a singles thing. It's like you hear one song and you want to hear the next song and you want to hear the next song. And, and it works together uh, in a, like a thematic, cohesive way, but not in like a, you know, it's not a concept album, you know? Right. But you can, you can look at Bar Fight and you can look at Han Shot first and you could see how they're both kind of about the same kinds of things. They're about people getting into uh, disagreements in a, in, a, in, a, in a tavern, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. There's a sign on the gate to the boneyard And it cuts through a man like a fear There's a sickle of light Weaving spiders need not enter here Some boy pulled a saber from the granite Saw the savior turn his water into beer 
there's a sign on the door to Valhalla Weaving spiders need not enter trying to tie it all together um you know i the um album artwork for this is kind of interesting too it it i it it almost looks like a a a, a chocolate bunny uh sort of <laughs> that's oh decorated. it is a chocolate bunny oh it is oh i yeah so that's exactly that. what it is oh, okay but nope. it seems he seems to be decorated like as a mariachi or something <laughs> Yeah, that's um. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. I, I, you know what? I got it from the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian released like hundreds of thousands of images into the public domain some years back. Oh wow! And you can just go through there, and they got so many, so many pictures of just the most random, odd things, and you can use them for whatever you want. And uh, I found, you know, huh. some. I found these old advertisements, you know, from like the fifties um for like easter bunnies and uh, chocolate easter bunnies huh. and i just thought some the, i saw one with a guitar and i just thought it was the coolest thing and uh so well, there you is... go that's what it is <laughs> that's that's pretty cool i'm gonna have to check that out uh i had know. to do some editing you know take some uh oh sure you sure. know the listings out of the ads you know you know describing what all the different chocolates were and stuff like that i just took the picture from it but uh i just right. i thought it was a good picture you know it it definitely it definitely is it, you know the way you've des- kind of designed the cover for it it's uh, you know it's kind of striking because it's you know it's just this image of this uh, th- this mariachi chocolate bunny um, you know on on kind of a you know it's it's he's kind of in a void almost like it's yeah you know, blank and it's it's just really it's really cool cover and it and it works nice with the. <laughs> with the with the album so um i just wanted to mention that i because you know i obviously i do all the artwork for my albums too um so i i can enjoy a good uh a good album cover design um you know because well sometimes sometimes things work better than others uh, i i look yeah. back at, at a couple of mine and i'm just like oh why why did i decide that was good um <laughs> <laughs> But, well, you have an idea at the time. You just want to get it on paper, you know. Right, right, absolutely. So, um, so you know, I thought we'd take a few minutes here uh, 
to kind of talk about some of your your other things um you know uh or i you know um actually is there is there anything else about the album that that maybe we should know where did you, you said you did all of the instruments yourself did, were there any guests on any any of the tracks or oh i you know i misspoke um my friend bill furlong um played bass on um on uh cat shannon okay uh he he gave it that funky funky sound oh and, definitely uh, funk. it was <laughs> he's a terrific bass player that's um, great he plays out of chicago he's from the capital region but uh, okay great plays in chicago with an outfit called uh um 16 candles i believe they do like a you know, whole 80s thing you know but oh, okay a, all right he's a terrific player and uh, he also played bass on uh on, on bar fight for the title track okay um, great um, but other than that, I, I did everything else, um, you know, just through a, um, my piano, you know, so I can, you know, I play the bass on, on the keyboard and I play, uh, you know, any other side instruments I want to throw apart and I just play through the keyboard and get the right sounds, you know, sure. the drums are all programmed, but, uh, again, it's just what I had access to. It's not a preference one way or the other, but, uh, right. um, I thought they sounded, uh, you know, they sounded pretty good. So, um. You know, I still like playing with a drummer, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, you know, I like trying new things on different records, you know, you can just, you can just make so many cool sounds with, you know, with, with what you got, you know, and there's so many different tools out there and, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's all a big experiment. Yeah, no, I, that's definitely true. <laughs> that's definitely true and uh, you know it's it's something i i enjoy doing uh you know myself so it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know it's it's uh it, it, what what's nice about technology today is that you know i'm i'm by no means you know i, I, I you know a trained musician of any sort you know i didn't really take any lessons i took some drum lessons back in like fifth grade um but I've always had music running through my head, um, and uh, but I've never had any way of putting those ideas out. Um, and then, you know, recently, like the last 10 years or so, it's like technology allows, uh, you know, someone like me to at least make a, you know, a, a sketch of an idea that sound, that doesn't sound completely terrible. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. You know, I, I'm able to make it more accessible. You know? uh, I'm able to use some of the the tools, uh, you know, and and different different things, and um, um, you know, create create. Uh, you know, I I even hate calling it music, but um, you know it <laughs> it it's uh, it, it's just I think it's interesting how how much you know much more accessible it is. Um, you know, for at least for someone like me who, you know, I'm not necessarily innately musical because I, you know, I never took lessons or or, or anything like that. But I, I have those musical ideas that I just want to, you know, find find some expression for. Um, hey, so. man, and that's music. You know, you can't can't <laughs> say that's not music, you know. I, I just, you know, I feel I, I have that kind of imposter syndrome. So even though I've put out like, you know, uh, I think 29. Then that means you are a musician, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you passed the test. I just passed the test. Nobody feels like yeah. they like they belong. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody feels like they belong there. I believe so, they're letting me play up here. So, so uh, you know, before we go, I, you know, I had a few other questions. I, you know, wanted to to talk about. Um, you know, I, we had you on. Uh, you know, a few years back, uh, probably five or six years ago now, um, to talk about your your uh, cartoon theater of the absurd, um, mm-hmm. and um, you know some of the animation, cool uh, old fashioned uh, animation that you do with with your wife uh, Colleen, um, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, uh, I know since the last time we spoke, you guys have put out a couple of music videos. Um, I know one was, uh, were, uh, were they both Jake Lobots or was it just yeah, we got one? two videos. We got two videos um, with Jake Lobots presently. One's uh, called Hobo on a Passenger Train. Right. Which is a uh, terrific, terrific video. Uh, I like video. that one. Yep. That one, um, we just passed 10,000 views on YouTube, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things on YouTube, isn't all that much. But for us, we, uh, you know, we're pretty proud of that, you know. I, I um, I'd certainly would be. I, I'd be happy with 100 views first. <laughs> right. <laughs> so getting anybody nice to, to watch your shit is tough, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. 10,000 is nothing to sneeze at. That's that's pretty good. So, uh, you know, we, we're proud of that one. And uh, we also put out a video. Um, with the Sasquatch one, right? Wasn't yeah, there it's a... called Hey Bigfoot. Or Just Hey Bigfoot. To think of when yeah. we put it out. If it was last year, the year before that, you know, I got pandemic brain. Yeah, um, yeah, I I don't remember either, but but that was but, a fun. Uh, hey, that, was, that was a that was a fun video too. Um, yeah, I like that one. Um, and uh, we have a video for a band called Bird Streets called uh, "Thanks for Calling," um, which has a lot of soup cans and um, a treehouse in it. And, okay, uh, you know, and um, people inside of a clock. You know, it's kind of cool shit. Um, you know, just a lot of playing around with a lot of visuals. Oh, and there's a Zardoz head in it. Um, <laughs> I forgot Zardoz. you gotta, gotta mention there's a Zardoz head in it. Gotta um, gotta have gotta love the Zardoz. Oh well, yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna put a giant stone head in something, it's gonna be a Zardoz head. So it's gotta be. Um, so I threw that in there, and uh, well, we threw that in there. Um, you know, but uh, you know, it, it was um, it's a Zardoz head, you know. Um, and then uh, there's also um, the video we did for a band I was playing in at the time called Philo Beto. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, a different kind of crazy now. And uh, so if you were to look that one up, you'd have to look up different kind of crazy now by Philo Beto. Because uh, since that's since we did that video, there's been a bunch of other songs I've noticed. Um, I'm not saying they copied us, you know, I they, right you know, right right you know a couple hundred people heard ours but but it just you know just happened to be like a, the expression got more uh more uh in the lexicon or something i don't know and, uh, and now there's like a, the last time i uh checked it on youtube there was like quite a few more songs on the search with that title right uh, than there had been the previous time you know so right, uh, right but there's there was even a song from the 70s which i didn't even know when I looked it up and it popped up and I was like, I didn't even know there was a song called that, but you know, a lot of times that happens, you know, you think you, you hear something the first time, like, Oh, that's a new, that's a new phrase. Then right. it turns out like, Oh, holy shit. That was in the Bible or that was Shakespeare or something, you know, <laughs> like I thought I was being really clever, you know? Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it's okay to steal from both of them because 
uh, you know, Shakespeare's dead and the Bible's uh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> there you, Sorry, there you, you go. No, you you're need not. To edit that out. You go ahead. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not insulting me. Uh, any. I that was a so. good place for punchline there. Yeah. No, and the, <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. Um, <laughs> but they're both public domain. That's all. You know. That's all. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so, I, I, do you have anything uh, animation-wise in the pipeline? Are we going to ever get uh, episode well, we, two? Well, we're doing another um, episode two, man. We were. We were we've been working on it for so long, and we we just keep putting it on hold because we've been doing videos for people. So well, we're just yeah, kind of taking work where we got it, you know. Um, yeah, but you know, the um, right, yeah, the, the 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 money the money gigs come first, <laughs> right? Some, and sometimes, just, yeah, yeah, and it's just like, uh, yeah. So we got it. We're actually this. We we directed a couple commercials that are going to be coming out. Um, for um it's for the department of health they're like public service uh oh really cool uh, yeah some public service stuff for like a program to help uh people with like opiate um dependency issues uh i don't know when it's going to be coming out they're they're completed and they're in the hands of the of the board of health the department of health um but it's and it's like it's in New York State, but it's it's only to a certain region, so it might not even right. be something that a lot of people get to see. But but it's uh, you know something we're pretty proud of, you know. Uh, cool. I think that's pretty important stuff, and and yeah. we're also doing another video for um, for Jacob Bots. Oh, um, nice! It's for an album that's not out yet, so I can't tell you really what the song's called <laughs> the, or what it's the, about or anything. That's okay. But it's gonna be really awesome and um, something to I, look forward um, to. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm speaking at a turn, but uh, I think we're the video will be released like concurrently with the album. Like I, I believe it's going to be like the first single off his album, and the video will come out like the same day as the album and the song, and so it'll be right. like it'll we'll have a nice uh, a nice little plug for it. I, I hope you know uh, the I mean the hobo video that premiered on. Um, on billboards uh, website so we were oh, nice. so psyched about that you know i mean i don't know if, if anybody if billboard is like a, a relevant thing in music anymore you know everybody used to talk about the billboard top 100 or whatever right. you know um, right right <laughs> you know so i don't know if they really have uh, clout anymore but we 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 were pretty proud of the fact that the video was up on there you know sure sure absolutely well that's great to hear um and um you know speaking about projects i think the last time you were here which was uh you know like i said it was a few years ago but i remember during that interview you talked about how one of your songs was going to be used in a in an upcoming movie and i think it finally came out like two years ago um and uh, it was called cruel hearts yeah cruel hearts yeah what my song was, ultimate fruit uh, from Beast Among the Civilizers in that movie, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just curious, um, you know, how, how that kind of came about, and it, you know, were you, were you happy with the results? Uh, you know, oh yeah, it, it was a fun, was, it was please. a fun little movie. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was an indie movie. I, I'm not saying little, like in a condescending way. Um, right, it, right, right. But it was, um, you know, it was, a, it was like a lower budget thriller. Um, not yeah. i don't mean low budget cheap in any way you know because right, it was it right. had really really good production value um and uh it was, it was it was a fun movie we actually got to see it at the spectrum in albany oh and, nice uh, and it was uh it was a cool movie and it was you know 
my music didn't have anything to do with you know the <laughs> plot or you know i it wasn't like an amy man magnolia situation where right right the director right. was like your songs are so beautiful tom i wrote a whole movie based on them. it was just <laughs> like uh we need some blues music for you know this bar scene so i was like oh well, here's some songs you know right, hey, right we like this one you know so i was i was glad just to to be able to to hear you know you hear like five ten seconds of the song maybe in the background but right you know right. it's still it's 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 a good thing for the resume you know for sure um, and actually there's another movie that i sing in oh um, called um oh what's it called it's called um in in uh enclosure is it enclosure it was some art film the way the way i say that it sounds like the next thing i'm going to be talking about is like the sex scenes that i had to do no 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 it's it's not like an art (laughs) film like that it's like um you know it was filmed on like these super wide lens cameras okay uh, you know like maybe like 50 millimeter or something where they could so that like they could play the movie in um art galleries um where like in a room with a super wide screen you know gotcha gotcha yeah and um and the the the, the artist who was directing it her name is uh, i believe her name is rachel rose and okay. it was like this it was like this it was like this movie about like a cult of redheaded people um who like came to um, then you know came to the Americas like in the 1600s and they're led by this this like kooky cult leader and you know all the all the people in the cult have red hair so I was an extra in the movie because uh, <laughs> my hair is kind of red uh, okay it's like a dark it's like a dark red but you know I'm not a ginger but right so right, the director right. the director is a ginger she looked at me and she said my hair was red enough to be in the cult so I was in the cult you know just as an extra I didn't have any lines or anything but Right, right. But then right. Um, they they needed um, some people to sing a song uh, in a scene, and you know it was like the sort of thing where like I was kind of the only person who could actually sing amongst like a bunch of the other extras, you know. Right, and, right. And like you know they really were they really picked some of these extras for like the fact that they I, I without insulting someone they definitely looked like someone who may have been a farmer in the 1600s, you know. Like right, that sort right, of thing. Right. So it's just like, uh, you know, but I was the only one who could hold a tune. And um, so the guy who was in charge of the music there, the, the guy who was doing the score, he came up to me one uh, after the first day. and He was like, listen, um, I'm just going to leave you in charge of this. Um, <laughs> and I said, oh, OK. And so like then I was in charge of like teaching like these these country bumpkins how to sing this this <laughs> Um, this traditional English ballad from the, like the 1400s. Oh my! And um, and then like then later on, after we shot a bunch of scenes, um, a bunch of scenes where I'm holding like a mandolin, or I don't even know if it's a mandolin, but it's like some old ass instrument that I'm supposed to be playing. Right. Um, then they had me record. Um, they recorded me singing the song with a couple of these guys. Like, but it was like this. It was like when you were in school and like everyone had to sing in a school like a school pageant and like like most of the kids would just like be kind of like singing so low that they're not even really singing there was like two kids who could sing and they were the only ones singing you know what i mean right 
so it was like that sort of thing you know so it's like right. i'm singing this song called the keeper it's just about it's about going hunting and uh and uh you know i got a couple of guys next to me going so um if you can actually find the movie because you have to go and see it in a um in a you know in an art gallery right and uh you you'll see me you know uh you won't hear me like deliver any acting lines but you'll see me in a bunch of scenes like moving bricks and shit like that (laughs) and then uh and then I sing this song at one point uh, where you'll hear me singing it, but you'll only see me in the background playing it, uh, you know, because they didn't record me uh, singing it like uh, on right. camera, you know, they just right. had me in the background. I'm kind of playing it, but then they had me record the audio. So I assume you just hear the song over the top of the scene, you know? So right. I, I don't know right. to the extent of how much you hear me, but um, I know that they recorded me singing it for it. So uh, I can, I can at least say that I think it's out there, you know. Well, it, it's something to look for. It's like a treasure hunt. Uh, yeah, and it, it's a public domain song, so it's not like I could say it's on my my record or anything. But right, if if you're interested in 1400s or 1500s English ballads, it's called The Keeper, and uh, and I'm sure you can find like a million versions of it on, you know, those Irish um, St. Paddy's Day tapes that you, know, sure. you can find in uh, the bargain bins. You know, sure. Traditional Irish ballads or English ballads, you know, uh, uh, anybody who can do a public domain record can record it, you know, so. Right, right. Um, well, speaking of uh, recording uh, recording stuff, um, the, the other interesting place that you kind of turn up uh, recently is um, – you uh you do the theme song for a podcast uh called um how did this get made um and you and i think you've you've done some other music for them as well like how did you get involved with that uh because well i mean this seems like it's uh you know some of the people involved are you know kind of famous uh comedians i know the one guy that's that that's on the show is in the you know, I saw him on the Good Place and uh, a few other few other uh, series. Uh, so he's he's been around for sure. I can't remember his name, but uh, um, well, there's Paul Shear, there's Jason Manzukis, and there's uh, June Di- June Diane Raphael. Okay, um, right. I, yes. I'm not familiar with the Good Place, but I know that they're all on lots of different shows. And sure. Um, and I uh, and I'm not personal friends with any of them. Uh, and I don't um, I don't even. Uh, like there's not just a song like a theme song that uh exclusively i recorded that they play like they, they play a whole lot of different theme songs i have one that they haven't uh you know i don't even want to say they have it in rotation they've played it multiple times and i am very um uh, i i feel very lucky that they've played it more than once the fact that they played it once at all i i feel lucky for you know sure, sure. the fact that they played it a bunch of times i you know I couldn't be more honored, you know, because it's a great show. Citizen Kane's got nothing on the Miami connection. Wizard of Oz can say goodbye. The winner is never too young to die. Robert De Niro can't cash no checks because it never was in Jason X. Meryl Streep will never say a mighty chorus of Kumite. How did this get made? How did this get made? 
But they just happen to have a um like an open door policy. Like they they say in in almost every episode, they say, We love getting music from fans. Send it to us, you know. So it was the sort of thing where like I sent them one and they didn't like it. Then I sent them another one and then they played it on the air. And I I you know that that you know that's got me psyched. So I was just <laughs> every time I would listen to an episode, it just kind of gave me ideas for stuff and it got to the point where like um you know they um one of their most popular episodes the last few years was um for the movie drop dead fred mm. they had this huge debate over um, over you know whether or not fred was real and like it just became a huge episode in the fandom of the show right 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 and um and i you know i happened to write like a couple of tunes about stuff that they talked about on that episode so when they did the, what they call the mini episode because they kind of have like two tiers of episodes you know there's like a main episode where they the main cast will talk about the movie they'll have a sometimes love guest on and um and you know that's like the main event you know um and then the, like the next week every off week they have what they call the mini episode which is hosted by paul Shear, but not by the um all the other hosts necessarily. Right. sometimes right. they'll call in or they'll excuse me or they might sit in on a, a thing but for the most part, it's just Paul and he'll discuss things from the episode and like people will send mail and it say, Oh, you forgot to talk about this or, you know, and they'll right. just kind of do. And so those episodes are, you know, they call them a mini episode, but you know, it is a little bit smaller. It's, it's definitely smaller in like the scale of production, or whatever. Sure. but sure. it's not like poorly produced. It's, it's a great, it's a great produced show. And I love the mini episodes, uh, you know, uh, I love the mini episodes. I mean, they're, they're, they're a completely different type of show than the other ones, but sure. he'll play the songs on the mini episodes that, um, that people will send in. And, uh, you know, I don't think they play everything that everyone sends in, you know, I, I'm sure, not privy sure. to their, uh, their product, you know, their, their, the process of them choosing, but I can't imagine, you know, just, I mean, as a musician, you know, I mean, there's just, there's stuff obviously you could never play. I mean, there's stuff that you could probably, they would probably get that so offensive that, you know, you can imagine how offensive someone could be without thinking that they're offensive, thinking that they're being funny or something, you know, because they're a comedy show. So it's right. like, uh, you know, I'm sure they get lots of shit that they don't put on the air, but, but it was, again, it was the sort of thing where like, I don't know, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm honored every time they play the stuff and the fact that they play more and I'll send them stuff. They play more and I, and, the fact that they keep playing and they don't play everything I send them in, you know, right. you know, that's not, they're not obligated to. And, you know, I, I don't think that they are. And it's just the sort of thing where like, uh, you know, I'm just glad that uh, I can get some, uh, some exposure uh, on a great podcast. And, uh, you know, yeah. they, um, uh, they just had the season, um, like their season premiere uh, episode on Friday night, uh, this past Friday night. So what, what was the day of that it was december or something or other and it was um they did like a live virtual event um oh, and they right, they right. just they discussed this uh you know i don't know if it was technically a hallmark movie but it kind of has that vibe you know it was like one of those hallmark christmas movies it was called right. snowman's and it was about like some girl who snowman's. made a snowman and it, and it came to life <laughs> so it could be her boyfriend and um that and sounds I, like I bad got, porn yeah oh yeah yeah it, it does yeah there's they had a, they had a whole great long uh, discussion about whether or not the snowman like when he became a human if his dick was a carrot or if it was ice 
you know so i mean it's <laughs> great great like philosophical conversations you know oh of course um, of course and uh and so i actually got i i had the you know great privilege to to do a video uh performance of uh of one of the songs and it's 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 mostly bumper music so it's just like you know right. they're just like little little short pieces of music they play before a segment you know um, right, right. but uh you know it's uh i, I like i like writing stuff for them and um you know it just happened to be like i, I was listening to paul shears um uh, he has a he does a lot of different shows on this app called discord uh, you know okay. i sound yeah, like yeah. an old man and i don't really know much about it but it's called discord you know and right. i'm sure you go oh yeah discord but to well, me I'm, i was like oh i'm kind of learning about it because my my daughter uh my daughter's 18 she just started college so um you know, she, she's, I saw, I, I remember when I dropped her off at campus this, um, you know, uh, this, this, this summer, and there were signs up in the hallway, you know, join our discord. And I'm like, are they like, oh, wow. so it's been around. I'm, and I'm like, are they rioting? Like what's going on? And she's like, no, no, it's an app. And I'm like, oh, okay. That makes more sense. Um, <laughs> Because I I hadn't heard of it until then, um, <laughs> so. Well, he does some great stuff on there, and I I just happened to kind of um, you know like I accidentally uh, was on like a Discord show he was doing where they were like improving up the plot of like a goofy fake Hallmark Christmas movie, you know, like as a and they were having all the listeners like contribute, you know, so like each listener could say you know they'd say to like okay now. Like, what does the main character do for a living? And then they'd go to the next listener, you know, or, you know, if you're right. in the room, they, they didn't go to people who didn't want to go in. But what happened was I accidentally, I accidentally volunteered to, to like be part of the volunteering. So like, I, I'd never been in the discord thing before I go in the room and there's a little hand in the, in the corner. And I thought like, oh, that means hello. Like, hi, I'm in the room just saying hey to everybody. But what it meant was I'm now raising my hand and I'm going to be part of this improv game, you know? Oh, no. Um, yeah. So I wound <laughs> up just like, you know, just like just kind of like goofing with them and coming up with just goofy plot points of some shitty fake movie, you right. know? And then yeah. afterwards I got um, uh, because I'd, I'd emailed them back and forth so many times uh, with previous music. Um one of the the producers on the show um, uh, messaged me and said, you know, um, you know, we're, we, uh, you know, can you do like a video song for, um, for the live show? And, uh, and so I, I put something together. And so I, I was fortunate enough for, to be on that, that, uh, that season premiere uh, episode. Cool. And I don't know. I, I think you had to buy it previous to the, um, the airing, and then like you gotcha. still have access to it. Because I don't know if you can like it's part of their access. Like, do they have like a Patreon or something? Is it like behind their Patreon yeah. firewall kind of thing? I know they're on Earwolf, and like you can, you might be if you have an Earwolf uh, subscription or something, you might be able to watch it. But I, I okay, I honestly don't know the the, the full specifics of it. Um, I, you know, I'm sure when the um, the podcast will premiere at some point in the next few months, right. I, I don't right. know. And and at that point, um, I can at least say that you'll hear me singing the um, <laughs> second the second opinion theme. And afterwards, sure. um, the lovely Miss June Diane Rayfield um, says the word "beautiful" twice, and uh, it was 
you know, even though I'm a married man, um, it was uh, it was it was heartwarming. You know? Yeah, sure. It's always nice to be recognized, especially, you know, by by uh, you know a beautiful woman, right? <laughs> by the lovely June Diane. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who is married to the other host, Paul Shear? Oh, so I, I don't. I'm not speaking in like a, any nefarious way, you know. No, no, no. Of course, of she, course not. She's course not. she's she's he's, so hilarious on the show. They're all seemed, hilarious on the show. He, he seems like a very nice guy, you know from from what I can, from what I can gather. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, before we wrap this up, is there? Do you have any uh, anything to promote? Do you have any upcoming shows or anything like that? I know shows are kind of hard to come by uh, in this COVID age, but um, you know, do, do do you have anything planned or upcoming that's that you want people to know about? Um, other than that first episode of the um, How Did This Get Made? But I don't even have a date on that. You know, I'm not privy to that sort of information. All right. Well, um, I, but, yeah, I, I look I've, for it. You know, I, I've definitely it's it's definitely a um, uh, a, uh, a, a a podcast to to check out. It's it, if you like movies and comedy. Um, you know, I've I've listened to a few episodes, and it's it's definitely a fun show. Um, you know, uh, so you know, I can I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, and none and that none of that has anything to do with me. I'm not you know in any way attaching my oh no no but skills you know, to their stuff. But I you know again just grateful that they play my stuff. You know, sure, absolutely. That's that's the greatest thing. So excellent. Um, we look forward to uh, you know uh, the new uh, uh, animated music video that that. Uh, that should be coming uh, eventually. I, you know, hopefully you'll you'll keep us updated. I can always uh, send. Oh, a that'll be um, it'll be in the out. spring. It'll All be right. in the spring. All right, that's something to look forward to for sure. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe you can put all of these uh, "How Did This Get Made" songs together and 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 put out a little EP or something. Oh yeah, I've <laughs> thought about that. I've thought about that. <laughs> Well, thought about even animating definitely definitely have a couple that could be animated too you know there's a lot of sure. potential there you know yeah because i know that the the one theme song that i that i heard um which was probably back in the spring or or whatever i i i thought it was hilarious it was really it was a fun it was a fun little you know theme song you know probably like what 30 seconds or 45 seconds or something and you yeah know. there was there's one that they play at the opening of the mini episode like pretty you know i wouldn't say pretty often but i know i've heard it on there you know maybe four or five times you know sure, it, it, sure. I'm, i hope i'm not even being like generous by that i'm i hope five is the, is the amount but it could have been four you know um but you right. know like every like month or month and a half or something i'll just kind of hear it on there and go, oh wow that's that's awesome that they go back to that one you know excellent but i was really if it's what i'm if it's the one i'm thinking of i was really proud of it because there's a great line in it um great you know i'm calling it great but i wrote it so I mean, that doesn't really count but um but the the reference to the the neil diamond jazz singer oh um, right, right and uh and the line is um the jazz singer wore blackface and then the harmony in the background if you if you uh, you know you gotta you gotta really like prick up your ears to hear it but um you'll hear a harmony that just goes neil diamond is a racist and you know <laughs> he's he's not i know that you know but 
but in the movie he's wearing blackface and i mean that's just you know right right you know clearly that's not cool you know and everybody's gonna say well it was the 70s but uh but it's just an odd it's an odd scene if you go back and watch the jazz singer it is just a really really bizarre well it was yeah i mean it was a remake of the 1927 movie with uh yeah but like why would you even do that like why, why even think right. that's a good idea you know? right right exactly it would you know al it was basically retelling the al jolson story and uh you know <laughs> exactly yeah. uh yeah so i mean weird. you know it, it, it's funny to see how things have changed um you know socially um in the last you know 30 years 20 years 10 years even um you know it's 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 amazing uh well i just hope that my um my harmonious um accusation of neil diamond's prejudices um was uh was what really um impressed the people over there because i i thought it sounded great you know i i will i will be I will be brushing my teeth. I'll be just driving to the to the post office, and I'll just and I'll just be hearing it. I'll just Neil Diamond is a racist. You know? <laughs> it's it's like by Menon, you know. It's uh, it's it's Nabisco, right. ding. Right. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> right. Costanza. Right. You know? right. 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 <laughs> well, anyway, uh, it's been great fun having you on the show. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, the, the new yeah, album, is, the new album is great. Where, where can people buy the album if they want to get it or, or stream it? Well, it, they can go on my Bandcamp page and they can get it there. And that, you know, that will go directly to me, but they can also find it on Amazon music. They can find it on Spotify. They can find it on iTunes yeah i think um, that i bought my copy on itunes uh before yeah, before, I re- before i realized uh you know i probably could have bought it from Bandcamp and given no you, foul there giving you they a few get, more bucks but well Bandcamp takes a cut too everybody takes a cut you know yeah it's true enough true enough anyway it, it it's been it's been fantastic uh talking to you i really hope um the new album uh does does pretty well and uh, you know definitely uh, urge people to check it out, especially if they like, you know, 70s style uh, rock and roll, uh, you know, kind of that funk soul uh, folk uh, kind of combo. If they like the singer songwriters, you know, like Tom Waits and uh, Warren Zevon and, and uh, you know, that kind of stuff um, definitely will enjoy it enjoy this uh, album and and even if you know you you, you know people that uh, are big into like star wars uh you know you d- you definitely have star wars references uh <laughs> on this album as well you know it, it it's it's nice you know like your previous album too had some uh science fiction references to you know like i think uh you said there was one song on there that was that was about predator which kind of took me by surprise because because i you know it wasn't my first uh, thought, but uh, you know, you you kind of layer layer these things in, and uh, it's kind of baked in. Uh, you know, the kind of you know science fiction and and uh, geek culture is kind of baked into your mu- music. Um, you know, kind of on a subatomic level almost, and it's uh, you know, it really uh, it's really nice. Uh, I, I think it makes a great combination. I'm glad you dig it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate it, Tom. And uh, say, yeah, say, hi, say hi to Colleen for me. Will do, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. 
Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules is copyright 2021 by Douglas Arthur for Doug Side Syndicate. All other content is copyright its respective holders and is used under the doctrine of fair use. You can contact the show by sending an email to spacemules at yahoo.com or you can drop us a voicemail on our new listener line. Just visit anchor.fm slash spacemules slash message and we might just use it on a future show. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at spacemules and head over to Facebook to like the official Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules fan page for all the latest news, show notes, and celestial ephemera you can shake a Zuni doll at. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. We're now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Copy RSS. Or you can visit anchor.fm at any time. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next time when you'll hear my brother say... At first I didn't believe it, that this woman who looked as fertile as the Tennessee Valley could not bear children. But the doctor explained that her insides were a rocky place where my seed could find no purchase. Oh, wake up in the morning, every goddamn day, grind my fingers to the knuckles for-